Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you want to see the wretched establishment which runs this country, exposed, unapologetic, naked, its knackers out in full public view, then look no further than the whole Richard Sharp saga. Quick praisey, this guy, of course, is the chair of the BBC. He's resigned, though he's staying in place until a replacement is found. Also happens to be good pals with Boris Johnson. That's our disgrace, former Prime Minister. And he's also the former mentor of our current Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, while they were both at Goldman Sachs. Now, today he's resigned, as I've said, as BBC's chair, because he breached the rules on public appointments by failing to declare his link to a secret £800,000 loan made to the disgraced Prime Minister I was just talking about, Boris Johnson. Let's just hear from Gabriel Pogrand, who deserves a huge amount of credit as the Sunday Times investigative journalist who blew this whole saga wide open. But what wasn't known was the fact they'd actually discussed it inside Downing Street and at Sharp, um, had, first, had had intimate knowledge and was in fact involved in negotiations about underwriting uh, a Prime Minister's day-to-day finances in office. Gabriel, you said Boris Johnson's team was effective in deterring you at the beginning when you came forward with this story. I mean, is that part of the problem? You've got Boris Johnson, who is a friend of Richard Sharp. He was a mentor to the current prime minister. Even the person that was going to conduct a reporting to him had to stand aside because he knew him. Uh, This is a political appointment. Does this now effectively cause a lot of problems for this role as BBC chairman in the way that it's structured at the moment? Does this all look very bad? It certainly looks bad. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I'm obviously a humble reporter, so, um, you know, don't, don't, don't have, a, never have a, any intellect, uh, intellectually original opinions of my own. But I think it is apparent that, um, you know, even by the standards of BBC appointments and times gone by, this certainly gave the appearance of being, um, of, of coziness, of friends who knew each other and saw each other outside the worlds of Westminster and Whitehall. Um, you know, make, making things happen without the knowledge of those appointed to ensure probity and due process was done. Um, and, and it is possible now that this will lead to a wider conversation about the way these appointments are administered. I mean, by the way, just another connection to add to those you just uh, enumerated. Um, Rishi Sunak, while a junior banker, were, uh, you know, had Richard Sharp as his boss. So, I mean, there's connections between almost literally all the main fit characters in this story. Um, and I think, you know, at a time in the BBC, I mean, I, I, I certainly don't need to tell you this, but obviously there's massive scrutiny. It's a profoundly complicated and difficult moment for the corporation. Um, you've had the Gary Lineker controversy, which put BBC impartiality under the spotlight. And this, this was always going to be very difficult. OK, again, so quick run through. We know Boris Johnson personally approved Sharp's appointment as chair of the BBC. There was supposedly an independent recruitment process, but it was all a sham because everyone in it had been told that Sharp was the only candidate the government would back. So it was widely briefed to the Tory press that it was in a bag for Sharp. Uh, 
intended to deter other candidates who are obviously far more suited for such a role than this guy. Now, what Gabriel Pogren had found was that Sharp had helped an acquaintance who wanted to offer an £800,000 personal loan guarantee uh, to our former PM uh, because Johnson was going, of course, through a pricey divorce. Uh, worth bearing in mind, Boris Johnson has a lot of kids. I don't think he knows how many children he's got. And it's literally not known in the public domain, but um, the cost do mount. Um, so he needed the cash because even though the PM salary put him in the top 1% of earners, him around him, him and those around him had pretty expensive tastes. So you ended up with, just to be clear, a friend of the current prime minister helping the former prime minister uh, get a loan and then the government ensuring he got the job running the supposedly, or being chair of, the supposedly independent public broadcaster. This is how the Labour MP Tan Desi puts it. Mr Speaker, the reputation of the BBC has been dragged through the mud by the grubby loan deal Richard Sharp made with a former Prime Minister, which allegedly was to curry favour to become BBC Chairman. Does the Secretary of State therefore think that the current Prime Minister's own pally-pally relationship with Sharp is the reason why he hasn't sacked him yet? I mean, that's clearly the point, isn't it? Richard Sharp had ambitions to become chair of the BBC and allegedly as Tandessi puts it, curried favour by trying to help with a loan guarantee for a Prime Minister who needed cash. Obviously, if this was happening in another country, I think we all know how commentators would describe it. People would be like, oh, look how backward it is, it's not a proper democracy, what a tin pot regime. I mean, ludicrous. You know, when you get the workings of a public broadcaster, which is supposed to be independent of the government, um, worked out in this fashion. I mean, look, as long as the government appoint the BBC's chair, you can't call the BBC independent, which is why all this, oh, the BBC's lefty, the BBC's lefty, is a bunch of nonsense. What's really happening, just so we're all clear, is because our newspaper industry is dominated by overt right-wing frothing-at-the-mouth conservatives, Tories who support the government, um, and act often as the partisan campaigning arm of the Conservative Party, of CCHQ, particularly during general elections, it must be said, they regard anything that deviates from right-wing ideology as partisan and uh, unacceptable. Um, and what they do is, the reason they constantly go on at the BBC being a bunch of lefties is because it's a way, one way, way of policing the BBC's output. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Um, so because the BBC is bound by certain standards that newspapers aren't bound by, the BBC does have to present other voices. It has to at least present an image of impartiality. Well, obviously, the right-wing media do not like that. They have to cater for certain audiences as well, minorities, that kind of thing. Um, so what, what, the, what the BBC, the, the right-wing media find that unacceptable, um, and they try and police it by constantly going, well, if you step over the line, we will monster you and call you... Um, left-wing extremists. I mean, where do you even start with this theory in terms of practice? Because, I mean, I've said this before. I mean, sorry for those who I repeat myself, but I do think these facts need to be um, widely circulated. You know, who did Boris Johnson appoint as his spin doctor, first as mayor of London and then as prime minister? Uh, former BBC journalist Gizzo Harry. Who did David Cameron appoint as his spin doctor? Craig Oliver, the former controller of English news output for BBC Global News. Who did George Osborne appoint as his spin doctor? Thea Rogers, the former BBC producer, who's now actually married to him. Um, Theresa May, who did she appoint? Oh, Robbie Gibb, who started off, he's the, so by the way, he's the brother of a conservative uh, MP. Um, he had also used to work for uh, Michael Portillo. He started at the BBC, then worked for Michael Portillo, then ended up, um, I, sorry, he was chief of staff, so I should be clear, chief of staff to the former chancellor, uh, shadow chancellor, Francis Maud, the Conservative Party, but uh, was linked to Michael Portillo and his leadership bid. And um, then he ended up running BBC's Westminster um political programs so the old daily politics that kind of sunday politics do you remember uh, presented by andrew neil who is the who was the flagship political present interviewer of the bbc uh, despite running a hard right uh, being chair of a hard right news magazine the spectator and um, what happened then is uh, theresa may appointed robbie gibb as her director of communications from the bbc and then he went on to help set up gb news and then ended up back at the bbc and then as the likes of Emily Maitlis have pointed out, Robbie Gibb was alleged to play a key role as an agent of the Conservative Party within the BBC. That's your lefty den. Bunch of bloody comrades, aren't they? Bolsheviks at the BBC. That's that's what we're talking about. I go on. There's lots of other examples of this revolving door, like Allegra Stratton, who was the former, you know, worked at Newsnight as their political editor, ends up at ITV, then ends up being spin doctor for Rishi Sunak, then spin doctor for Boris Johnson, did not end well. Um, who's also married to James Forsyth, who was the political editor of The Spectator, a Times columnist, the Sun columnist, also best man um, at Rishi Sunak's wedding. Uh, I think godfather to his children. Anyway, uh, best friends with Rishi Sunak. Uh, now ends up working for Rishi Sunak himself directly. I mean, come on, come on. The whole thing is so ludicrous. Now, you want to put this in broader context. The Tories tried to make Paul Dacre the head of Ofcom. Paul Dacre is the former Daily Mail editor, like a right-wing ideologue par excellence. And they wanted to make him in charge of Ofcom, which is uh, charged with regulating broadcasters to ensure impartiality. They also tried to make veteran right-winger Charles Moore, former editor of The Telegraph and The Spectator, himself chair of the BBC, I mean, look, as I've said, these people dominate right-wing newspapers, but they want total control. For them, it's just about anything, which is even vague liberalism or centrism is seen as absolutely raging leftiness to them. And it needs to be purged from public life. I mean, they went after the left and did a pretty good job on us. 
Um, and But their ambitions go further than that, which is to crush anything which deviates uh, from right-wing ideology. I mean, they act, don't they, right-wingers, as though they're marginalised in silence rather than running the government and most of the media um, without even talking about the world of business. They're cry bullies. They want total control. They act as though they're victims who are being silenced when actually they dominate every aspect of our life. But for them, that's not enough. They want to dominate, you know, not not just nearly all, all aspects of our public life, but all of it. Um, now, look, the BBC clearly needs to be transformed and made independent from the government. I can't believe I even have to say this. Obviously, we shouldn't have the government appointing the chair of the BBC. The entire board of the BBC needs to be completely independent. It, not, obviously packed with government lackeys and, and the rest we shouldn't have a revolving door between the bbc and government i would ban that myself i don't think you should have a public broadcaster being used as a recruitment pool for tory ministers or labor ministers for that matter i mean you know labor prime ministers and all the rest i do think demarcation is important but look this is about the establishment it just shows they're all ba they're all in it together to coin a phrase you have this revolving door which binds them together they they're obviously socially very intertwined they have an ideology that binds them together and um, which you know clearly puts them in terms of their interests whose interests do they serve is it that of the wider public or is it essentially looking after each other there are i mean you can see how this works it's not a conspiracy theory is it it's just you can see with your own eyes how this all operates and it just underlines how we need to tear this whole establishment down that's my view um i want to hear your views as ever do leave them in the comments um do press like and subscribe and when you subscribe please hit the notification bell as well do support us on patreon.com forward slash ojos84 i will see you in a bit hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.